0: World Energy GH2 promises millions of dollars to Mi'kmaq groups and builds support for its controversial windmill project. I'm Glenn Wheeler, and this is Mi'kmaq Matters, a podcast about Mi'kmaq people, politics, land and water. This is episode 234, brought to you with listener support, become a patron. At patreon.com slash Mi'kmaq If you are hearing this before October 12th at 7 p.m. Newfoundland time, join us at the Stephenville Lions Club, Woodline Street, or on Facebook for a special live event. A conversation about the most important issue for Mi'kmaq people in Newfoundland right now, defending our land and water from windmills, gold mines, fish farms, and all the natural resource development underway on our island. October 12 at 7 p.m. Newfoundland time at the Lions Club Stephenville or on Facebook. Well, it seems that every time we check the news these days, we see another deal between the developer of the controversial Port-a-Port windmill project and a community or Mi'kmaq organization. One day last week, it was a Memorandum of Understanding with Alibu First Nation. Soon after, it was a $10 million community fund to be sprinkled around Stephenville, Port-a-Port, Flat Bay, and the Codroy Valley. In neither case was there any consultation with Halibut members, and we have been provided with no details. Mi'kmaq Matters asked Halibut for info but received no response. Caught in the middle of all this is Jason Benoit, Port-a-Port War Counselor for Halibut and Chief of Benoit First Nation. We asked him about these latest developments. I'm, I'm glad to talk to you because I got this uh, a message from you a few days ago and, and you said, just to, regarding the windmills, just to clarify my position, although I support green energy, economic development in our economically depressed region, future jobs for our future generations and reducing carbon emissions, I do not support any project that would, that would negatively impact our traditional way of life, including health that would permanently affect our ecosystem like our water, animals, birds, or forests. So I wanted to ask you, as your position on the windmills project uh, changed? No,
1: but I and, haven't exercised the second part of my my uh, my uh, position. I haven't been concentrating on a second part of the uh, position because still, still support i mean energy we support protecting mother earth getting these these carbon emissions down but you know if we're going to protect the planet i mean we have to protect ourselves locally as well i mean we can't. it's not going to be a trade-off it has to be both mm-hmm. if, 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 if this thing is going to go ahead
0: right so what is the trade-off um 80 jobs in stephenville uh but um and we'll talk about the fund that's been announced uh, just today, as we're as we're talking. We're talking on Thursday, October the sixth. But um, just leaving that aside for a moment, eighty jobs in Stephenville, uh, one hundred and sixty-four windmills in on the Port of Port Peninsula that uh, are more than six hundred feet high. So, really, when you come right down to it, what's in it for the people uh, on the Port of Port Peninsula?
1: Well, we don't know that they're all going to be 600 meters high. Nobody seems to know that yet. Um,
0: well, that's what it says in the World Energy GH2 uh, materials.
1: Yeah, and, that, and that's what they started off with, but they, they don't seem to know exactly yet. But anyway, I mean, um, it, again, like I said, you know, if, if you can do all these things and resolve all those issues, I'm okay, bring it on. But... All these issues that everybody has, we have as well.
0: I have as well. Hmm. But uh, you, you've, even though there are these outstanding issues, it seems that you've been sort of all in with your support. And um, and of course, there are many people uh, on the peninsula who are uh, concerned. And um, I wonder if you regret any of the uh, terminology you use for them. You know, uh, you've called them. Um, you know, referred to conspiracy theories and uh, old information. Um, you know, various right-wing people. So I wonder if the dialogue, uh, the vocabulary, uh, you you would have used different words if you could go back.
1: But see, uh, but that all is still true. But only certain individuals, you know, different individuals. It's not. It's not the overall uh, consensus of the uh, the group, other groups or any of that. But I've seen. I still see. I mean, if I if I go on No obituary site tomorrow, I see people gossiping. They're gossiping. They're mm-hmm. nonsense. I'm talking about digging up uh, 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 graveyards and poor port and everything else, and this is gossip. So that's the part that I was talking about. But I mean, that that's kind of uh, taking it away from the, the the main points that we all agree on, and that is. We don't want any project. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter what the project is and what it involves. We don't want any project here that's going to uh, uh, negatively affect our way of life. That's going to affect our health negatively. It's going to permanently impact our ecosystem. We don't want that. I don't want that. No windmill Group doesn't want that. Nobody wants that. So that part of it, I'm sure we're all on the same page, but we don't want all that. I think where we differ is, is that I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm hopeful, you know, when these uh, when these environmental studies get done, um, I mean, I got to bet with people that, you know, uh, the number of windmills are going to be able to put there, and uh, we don't think it's going to be 164, if but, the COVID even goes ahead.
0: But how do, you, how do you know that? That's just a guess, isn't it? Do you nobody have any basis knows. for saying that?
1: It, nobody knows. The company themselves don't even know until they get that environmental assessment done. And then the government starts telling them what they're what giving them the parameters of what they can do, what they can't do. It's still all questions right now, really. How
0: are, how are things for you? I know that uh, you you and your family are were getting some, you know, some very uh, difficult uh, messages. Has that kind of cooled off um, in terms of, um, of those Facebook uh, posts?
1: Yeah, I think it seems to. So, but, you know, and that's, I think, the problem, too, is uh, people can have different opinions, but they shouldn't be disrespecting each other. And that goes both ways, you know? And me, I'm a tough guy, as I've said before, I can take a lot of criticism. I can, you know, you, people gotta agree to disagree, I think in the end, but uh, you don't go attacking people's families because then you're crossing the line. And people have done that on more than one occasion over the last couple of years. And, uh, you know, that's just it's very disrespectful. I mean, I think it differs away from the concerns that we all have you know, about just, you know, affecting our water supply, uh, affecting our animals, our plants, our forests. Those are the
0: things that we're all worried about. Yes. Yes, that's, I think we would, we would all agree that's not, that's not cool. No. So let me ask you about two recent developments. So one, uh, we've had uh, two big uh, announcements this week. One is the um, Memorandum of Understanding between Halibut and World Energy GH2 um, What can you tell us about the Memorandum of Understanding what's, what's in it because members haven't seen uh, a version uh, yet um, <clears throat> do you, are you expecting that it'll be made uh, public to uh, BAM members, the MOU?
1: I would expect so mm-hmm.
0: Can you give us a preview of what we'll see in it when we, uh, when we get a chance to look at it?
1: I think the whole idea is if the project is going to go ahead, Halibut is going to be involved. They want Halibut involved in the uh, training academy for training and, and education and, and of course, Halibut does certain jobs for Halibut members. So that's, that's the driving force behind that. And I guess it involves an industrial park as well. I me very sorry for that and a uh, power center uh, in Stephenville, that Halibut would be involved in, in some capacity. Right. But it's the MOU. It's not, a, it's not actually like a, a solid rock commitment or anything, but I guess it's just an agreement to, to participate.
0: Can you tell us how the MOU came to be negotiated?
1: Well, I wasn't part of that direct negotiation between the two parties that did it. I you know it was game the council the council look at, it, but I mean, uh, the details I'll, I'm sure will be out fairly soon on that. I, I, want to spe- I wouldn't want to get any of the details wrong, so I wouldn't want to speculate. But it's, it's based around education and training. That's the Halibut uh, is, is side of things, right?
0: Eh? And can you tell us um, who on the Halibut side negotiated the agreement with World Energy GH two?
1: That would be uh, I, again. I'm not a spokesman for Halibut, but I'm, I'm you know would be the management and, uh, and leadership of Halibut that was involved in that.
0: And. So now we have this MOU, was there any, what consultation was there with affected people on the Port of Port Peninsula before that MOU was signed? Which one? Uh, The MOU, we're talking about, we'll talk about the fund uh, in a minute, but in terms of the MOU, what consultation was there with affected people on the Port of Port Peninsula?
1: I'm not sure. Um... You know, they did have an AGM and, a, and I'm not, I, I missed the AGM, so I'm not sure if it was part up there or not. Well,
0: not really. You're talking about the AGM at the Greenwood Hotel in Cornerbrook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I missed that.
0: Uh huh. N- not, not a, uh, I attended virtually and I didn't hear anything about it, uh, that much.
1: Yeah. But I mean, Halibut has been talking about that for some time now. that... Uh, I've heard the chief mentioned a couple of times about, and in his announcement that, about that, but nothing in detail, just the fact that uh, that World Energy would like Halibut uh, um, involved in that aspect of it, because he have the expertise when it comes to training programs and education, and it supports Halibut members. That's all I know. And I don't really know any more than
0: that. Well. Uh, we might be concerned that there wasn't. I mean, you are the the war counselor for for a Port. So uh, it's too bad you weren't you uh, who know the peninsula so well uh, mm-hmm. would not have been more involved. But uh, I suppose that's water under the bridge now because uh, it appears we have the uh, the signed document.
1: Uh, it was signed in Germany.
0: Well, signed by uh, uh, I don't know who signed it because we we haven't seen it yet. Only you have seen it. You don't. Only you know which signatures are on there.
1: Well, I wouldn't know which signatures are on it because it was just announced that it was uh, during a an event in Germany. uh of Stepanow was at the event. But there was nobody from Halibut at the event in in, in Germany.
0: Well, uh, uh, we were. We learned in in, uh, in the Salt Wire report this week that there's an MOU been signed between Halibut yes. and World Energy GH2.
1: I guess what I'm referring to is they just made the announcement. I think uh, that's just what I
0: understood. Uh, I'm not, I don't quite follow you there. There's an MOU and... Uh, Halibut has signed it, and what, what's the Germany angle?
1: I'm talking about the press release that uh, came out of Germany, where uh, Steve Mills signed uh, an agreement and, and Halibut as well, yes. kind of all at the same time. Yes, that's what I'm talking.
0: About. Yes, but there's no dispute, is there, that Halibut has signed an MOU? That's true. Council, the councillors have have given it the thumbs up, as I understand. Can you confirm that that council has? Voted is. in to accept the MOU. Correct. Yes. Okay. Let's let's talk about the uh, the news today. Uh, World Energy GH two has created a ten million dollar community fund for three current areas of the company's proposed project, and the three areas included are uh, Stevenville. The Port of Port Peninsula and the Three Rivers Flat Bay Cadroy Valley area. Uh, and uh, the story quotes uh, John Risley and it quotes uh, Peggy White of the Three Rivers Band saying, um, you know, she's glad about this significant investment. And, um, and uh, yeah, so this we have this $10 million community fund is. Um, Will people in your area, either in Benoit First Nation or on the Port-de-Port Peninsula in your ward generally, be getting any of this uh, $10 million?
1: I guess that's yet to be determined, because that's um, that's something that has, still has to be figured out as far as I know, because that's only going to happen next year when construction starts, if the project is approved. Uh, How would I- up, that, that's, uh, I guess, that's all. I get to be determined.
0: Uh, John Risley says in the story, we don't want to wait for the revenue-generating phase of the project to start directly benefiting communities. So your thinking is that once he gets the uh, the thumbs up from the environmental assessment, then the the funds will flow.
1: Well, then the construction will start. Because from what I understood, because I read the same agreement this morning, is that. Uh, you know the the agreements. You know the develop the benefits agreements for based on production is years on the road. So now this new fund provides money to the community during construction, and the company isn't even making any money; it's still spending money, set mm-hmm. up. So that, that's what I understood.
0: Uh, and this is brand new. Yes. And did you did uh, as um, as war councillor in chief of Benoit First Nation. Uh, were you involved in the negotiation of this $10 million community fund? No. How how did you hear about it?
1: Just heard about it. Wouldn't it last 8 to 10 hours?
0: And what happened? Someone called you, John Risley calls you? Not him, no. no. Someone from World Energy GH2 called you. And said that uh, they were starting this community fund. Yes. And what what are other details were you provided?
1: Just the, just the same information as in the release that uh, we made to the three areas, and it would start. And construction would start, and it would give a chance, it would be the opportunity to, to have benefits to the community while the communities begin convenience with construction.
0: You don't know how much for your area, per se. Well,
1: well, it's 10, 10 million. So we're dividing up the three three areas will be 3.3 3 mil, million per area, I would assume.
0: And so that would be 3.3 3 million for sort of the Port of Port Peninsula. Once you cross that little spit of land there and you're on the peninsula, that would be divvied up. Um, uh, yeah. The 3.3 3. 3 million.
1: Now, there is a, yeah, the Port of Port Peninsula, exactly. But again, those details would have to be done down the road. I mean, no details about that, you know, as of yet.
0: There's no document, nothing signed. All at this point, all there is is a telephone call that you got eight to ten hours ago.
1: And it's a company saying, you know, we're going to do this, and of course, you know, if the project is approved, we think this is great.
0: So, does that? Um does that uh, fund uh, affect your point of view on the project generally is it more likely that you'll be supportive because like peggy white uh, you're you're getting these funds to you know develop infrastructure on the peninsula to benefit um, uh, the the people out there uh, what yes. impact does it have on, does it have on your thinking uh, you
1: know you know it's, it can't, it's not a bribe right I mean, it's just money for the community. So I think uh, I think it's 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 great to see it. I mean, it's, it's an additional thing we hadn't talked about before, which is great, so excellent. But its uh, position is still the same.
0: Right, and um, of course, we wouldn't use the uh, the B word to describe these uh, funds. Um, but what are the optics of it? Here, you have a lot of a lot of opposition from people on the Port of Port Peninsula. Uh, environmental assessment yet to be complete, and suddenly uh, the uh, the developer comes with 10 million dollars to sprinkle around. Doesn't that look like? Um, I mean, it, it kind of looks a bit um, a bit fishy, doesn't
1: it? It looks to me like the company wants to make sure that the communities are compensated when, if the get approved and they start convincing, in, convincing people with all these. Uh, with all these construction projects, right? We're going to have all these trucks. If, if it gets approved, we have all these trucks and this construction thing going on, and uh, you know it's going to affect traffic. It's going to affect this and that. And and the fact that there's some compensation for the communities, I think, is it's a great idea. It's a actually a very great idea. But again, you know, project hasn't been approved yet. But uh, as as far as the planning is concerned, in the event it gets approved, it's a great thing to add.
0: And how do you think this will change the um, public opinion in, in the areas about this windmill project? Um, well, do you think people are, are more, I don't know if we did a poll um, today, uh, what, you know, what number of people on the port of port Peninsula would be in favor and which number opposed, but do you think the funding from the developer would uh, create more support for the project?
1: Well, you know, you think about it. If the project, whether you support this or not, if the project is approved, and there's this construction phase which can take what two years, and there's all of a sudden there's funds in the communities to help the communities. I mean, why wouldn't this be? That that wouldn't wouldn't make the situation any worse. I mean, depending on, uh, I know some people are on the fence, some people are for it, some are against it, but um, you 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 how could you not like? community the, the, the company spending money in the community giving money to the community while they're doing construction if construction is going to happen i, I think uh, it, it definitely doesn't hurt the situation in fact it's helpful whether how, no matter what people feel like if it's going to happen this is a big positive thing for the communities for the, for the lsds and for the towns uh it's fun for them to do stuff that they need the infrastructure they need to be peered and updated and replaced and i think uh I, I think it is where it is, whether, whether you're against it or not. If construction starting and this new fund is here that wouldn't have been here, that would have, we wouldn't have been talking for money for another two years after. Uh, I think, you know, it's a great thing if the project goes ahead. I think it's a great thing. Uh-huh. Uh, Will it change people's minds? I, I that's, a, that's something else, right?
0: Say you're a person on the Port of Port Peninsula and, um, and uh, a windmill goes up near you, and um, you know, maybe you see it uh, you know, from, uh, from your front door every day, how much of this uh, $10 million would go to them, to that affected person? Well,
1: that would depend on the, on the towns and the LSCs and how they, they spend that money. You know? They would have to decide all those things. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how it affects. I mean, it's not gonna to go to individual people's pockets but it's for our communities, right? To, to, to benefit them collectively. So I'm not sure how that would work.
0: Right. It might be a new, uh, rather than money for an individual person, it might be money for a new playground or something like that, playground,
1: for example. a trail, uh, maybe, maybe they need a new water pump put in uh, something someplace or they got a broken water line and you replace it. I don't know, right? Anything that they decide that it has to be used for. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if I was, a, you know, if I was playing devil's advocate and I was totally against it, but the project's going ahead, whether I like it or not. Well, I, I, I'd be happy to see that fund in there early before the other funds come, why wouldn't I be? Hmm. As long as it's spent properly and used for the communities, which I'm sure you know there'll be oversight for that, I'm sure. I, I would hope.
0: Things seem to be happening very fast, uh, Jason. We have the MOU and now we have the $10 million community fund. And uh, all this, of course, happening before the uh, environmental assessment is done. So things uh, are moving very fast. And maybe that's one of the concerns, that things are moving very quickly. We get these stories in, the, uh, in Salt Wire. Um, and uh, members of uh, Halibut members are, are the last to know. It seems things are are speeding along out there without anyone um, being aware of what's happening uh, until but the thing know, I is think,
1: done. Uh, Glenn, it just seems that way. I think the company is trying to get all their ducks in line and stuff, but it all boils down to the environmental assessment of whether or not they get approval and what they get approval for. Because in the end, this could all go away because there's no approvals. But I think they have to prepare because there's so much to be doing. There's nothing in place for these guys. It's going to take years to get this stuff done. And uh, you can't blame them for trying to do as much as they can in the interim, right? Any mm-hmm. company. Does that. I'm not, I'm not a spokesman for the company, and I, wouldn't, I don't work for the company. But, I mean, would, you would think, you know, if you, if you were doing this, you'd want to get as much stuff as so you could get done while waiting because so you've got so much things to do. That, 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 that's what it seems like to me. But, again, no matter what you do beforehand, it's, you still can't jump that queue. You can't jump that environmental assessment. You can't jump the conditions that come from that assessment. Or decisions.
0: I think people are feeling somewhat cynical. They feel that uh, whether they want it or not, it's being forced down their throat. You have the Chancellor of Germany, the Prime Minister of Canada, the Premier of Newfoundland and Labrador, the Chief of Halibut uh, First Nation, and and perhaps the word Councillor for Port-a-Port. I don't know about you, Jason, but it seems like uh, they're doing pretty good about lining up their, their ducks and people are feeling a little bit fatigued, I think.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure how much of that fear is misplaced, though. But I don't know. Again, again, I would hold it down. To me, it goes right down to the environmental assessment. You know, we don't want our our way of life affected. We don't want our, our health affected. We don't want our environment, or our ecosystem affected. But we would still like to see great things come our way. So, you know, it's it's, it's, it's We don't know because we don't know. We still don't know. The big decisions have not been made. I don't think. Unless, unless you know something, I don't know. But that environment assessment is, is a key. I mean, this, this government could come back and say, you know what, you did all these things, but we need this and this and this, we don't know. And you're putting in these windmills here, but you know what, we can't, because you can't put minerals here, 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 here. You can only put a couple here. <laughs> we don't know. I think there's a lot of, I, I don't want to get too excited about one or the other because we have to wait and see what happens so
0: hmm.
1: I mean, I, I understand there's a lot of um, anxiety and uh, pain. Um, a lot of it is, because you know, some people are like that. Some, like, and I, I know people that if you stress them, it affects their health. Um, I know people that will break out in the hives if they get stressed. Me, myself, I'm pretty tough. I can, I can handle these things. But so in the general population, yeah, there's some there's fear of the unknown, right, and uh, and all the other things. But uh, and again, you know, and I know we're talking. There's I hear all kinds of talk about windmills doing this, doing this, doing that. But I also know lots of windmills where there are no issues. You know, this is kind of a unique situation where some of that might apply and some of that don't apply. We don't know. There's so many, so many unknowns. There's just so many unknowns, and the part, the department of environment needs to do their job and due to the letter so that we, before the shovel hits the ground, that we know where we stand and we know that our uh, our concerns are, are looked after and, are protected and we're, that we're protected. And I, I feel that way because I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna be working because of this, this, this company coming here. I'm already doing my thing, but uh, I know a lot of people are looking forward to work, but again, we can't compromise on our basic concerns. That's, that's
0: where I stand. Jason Benoit, port au port Ward Counselor for Halibut and Chief of Benoit First Nation. And that's it for the program. Allison Baker is the producer of Mi'kmaq Matters. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for the latest Mi'kmaq news and views. I'm Glenn Wheeler. I'm Sudogama.